Hello friends, welcome back to Weird Coffee. Thank you for checking this out. Sorry for the brief intermission between episodes, but we are back with some winter ghost stories and yummy coffees to talk about. The format for this round is going to slightly change where we are going to be doing some narrated ghost stories that have some holiday themes researched and written by our good friend Jordan Heath of the Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling podcast. I'm really excited to share these stories with you and each week's coffee bag that you'll be getting in the Winter Coffee Club comes with an illustration from the uh, story that we'll be talking about. It'll also be the artwork for the episode. So we will be having Aaron back on to talk about these ghost stories but because of a whole bunch of busy stuff and you know just holiday season life we haven't had a chance to catch up on go over these so this first episode is just going to have the narrated ghost story that is called the ding dong demon and the little bit of coffee info about our columbia finca el obrage geisha one of our yearly favorites and we're so excited to start the club with this so yeah let's go ahead and dive right into this beautiful coffee we have so el obrage is one of our just favorite coffees that we get all year and pablo guerrero and his amazing meticulous work in processing and just farming these coffees is something that has always been an inspiration to us so this one is one of his uh, geisha lots that is not only something that's really special to enjoy uh, from a flavor perspective but we also love because it is just so consistent and easy to brew a wonderful cup of so really no matter how you make this one you're going to get some really really sweet caramel sugars and beautiful beautiful florals behind it and just some really nice berries and the kind of uh, cooked fruit notes that you know sing as the coffee cools down uh, our favorite you know way to brew these type of coffees is probably still the Kalita wave because you can uh, vary your brew techniques very easily to get some different results in the end cup and this one you know there's no wrong way to brew it uh, like most coffees but this one really kind of uh, emphasizes that fact and yeah i'm really excited to hear how y'all enjoy it and how you're brewing it so please reach out on instagram or comment on the podcast or however you would like to because we'd love to hear how you're enjoying it but uh for us we've been doing one of our more standard uh bigger recipes to brew for the staff in a chemix um and it's been going amazingly we've been doing 35 grams of cough 555 grams of final beverage weight and shooting for about that three and a half four minute mark so we've been letting this coffee rest a good amount of time too and have noticed that this is another one of those that just uh, tends to open up and really um, come out or uh, really allow the sweetness to come out as it's rested so we've noticed that the prime time for this coffee is about 13 days off roast and I uh, hope you all get a chance to enjoy this coffee in all of its stages because it really is beautiful at any point but yeah that 13 day mark seems to be the real sweet spot so that's pretty much what we got for you as far as this coffee for the first week of our winter magic coffee club and i hope you all enjoy it thank you for hanging out now without further ado here's the ghost story for the week the ding dong demon have a great day stay spooky keep cozy and drink coffee week one story one Ding Dong Demon 
just two weeks before Christmas of 1878, Edward F. Smith was up late relaxing by the fireplace in his Brooklyn, New York home when the silence was broken by the ringing of his doorbell. A bit weary of a visitor at such a late hour, he timidly approached the door and called out, Who's there? When no answer came back, he inched it open to find nothing but an empty stoop. To Edward's great distress, this soon became a nightly occurrence. Whether he was asleep or awake, each night, near midnight, the doorbell would ring through the house, and he would answer the door and only find no sign of anyone having been there. After the sixth night of this, Smith was determined to reveal the trickster. He sprinkled a thin covering of ash and flour on the front stoop. But the next night, when he answered the increasingly insistent ringing, he found the layer of powder entirely undisturbed. Soon, the ringing doorbell progressed to belligerent banging on the doors. The source of mischief seemed to multiply as banging and ringing started to occur simultaneously. Finally, on Christmas Eve, Smith contacted the police. With a handful of policemen watching the house and two staying inside the home, the phenomenon occurred right on time. They stood in awe as the pounding spread from the door throughout the house. The doorbell rings came in such quick succession that they transformed into a single continuous high-pitched whine. Suddenly the cacophony fell silent and the front window shattered in on Smith and the officers as a near 200 pound chunk of mortar and brick crashed directly into his front room. The officers outside saw nothing, no perpetrator, no one had any explanation for the source of the enormous projectile. The phantom ditcher never bothered Smith again after this night, and while the police investigated thoroughly for weeks, the case was ultimately relegated to the annals of bizarre Brooklyn legend.